0: After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point, with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So today I have my friend Katie on from Katie Ryan Events. She was actually one of our first podcast guests on episode number five, but I asked her to come back on and we're going to get into the reality of what the differences are of having your wedding on site at a venue versus off site at a private home. We're going to get into the logistics the pros and the cons and things to think about when you are planning an off-site private home wedding it's going to be interesting though because katie was on during the pandemic so in the beginning of our conversation we talk a little bit about how the world in the wedding industry has changed since the last time she was on so sit back relax and enjoy my very interesting conversation of all the things you have not thought about, about planning your wedding at a private venue. Katie, thank you so much for joining me again today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me again. I just cannot believe it's been close to two years, actually, it, two yeah, years.
1: Two years. Since two you've years. been in the last on. Yeah. And there's so many different things that have happened in between two years. It's just weird how time just flies. I know. So literally,
0: Katie, you were one of my first guests <laughs> on this podcast when it was in the very beginning, like infant stages. Yes. And I'm so happy that you're back because like you said, there's been a lot in the world that's changed and a lot with you.
1: Yeah. A lot with me, a lot in, in our event industry um, and, and the world. Yeah. So um, thank you for having me back on and I'm excited to uh, talk about all the new things and excited to share with you.
0: Absolutely.
1: But before we get
0: going, why don't you just let our listeners know a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business?
1: Yeah, well, um, so I am well, Katie Ryan. They actually think that's my last name. That's my middle name, um, Ryan. Um, my name's Katie Ryan McLaughlin, um, and I was a previous owner, um, co-owner of Lila Ryan Events, and which is when I came and spoke to you originally. I was, I was. Uh, co-owner of Lila Ryan Events at that time. And since then, I have branched off on my own um, to spread my little event planning wings to start Katie Ryan Events. Um, so that is new. Um, I am still a wedding and event planner um, based out of Newport, Rhode Island. And I I think, um, you know, during, during the pandemic, um, this was something that I... You know, started to think about a lot um, during during that difficult time and challenging time for for the event industry. Um, I started finding that you know I had girls contact me from California and Texas and all over the United States and even. Canada, Spain, and and they wanted to talk with me, and at that time, they hadn't booked our services, but they remembered they made a really good connection with me, and so they reached out to me wanting to talk, and I spent hours talking with them and trying to help them navigate through that time, which made me think, you know, I I really wanted to offer different services and different planning options for each and every bride, not just um, a particular bride with a particular budget. I really wanted to think of creative ways where I was able to provide my knowledge and my experience to anybody that needed help with planning, you know, not just because, you know, everybody has a different budget, different, you know, um, wants and needs. And I wanted to create different packages so that it wasn't for a particular bride in a particular budget. Um, I think every bo- every bride, um, it's the biggest day of their lives, and I think every bride and groom deserve, you know, the the knowledge and the guidance from somebody that's a professional that can help them. N- n- Navigate through those times So um, I started Katie Ryan Events Just a month ago um, I am in the process of still branding And, and creating the website There's a lot that kind of goes along with that And I'm excited to, to start And offer different packages Than I used to offer with Lula Ryan Events um, and, and work with couples That I find a connection with That I want to help And and um, yeah help guide and, and make their day really special
0: I love it Because for our listeners, if they want to hear you, when you first came on, I just looked it up. It was episode
1: five. (laughs) (laughs) What episode are you at? I think like 49 (laughs) or 50. Where where are you at now? We
0: are up there. We are in our 50s, like in the 50s. 50s.
1: Yes. Exciting. I know. Exciting. And I remember you said this was, you know, you were just trying to figure out and this was this was something you were going to try and you thought it would be really good to have different vendors on and, and just start spreading the information that brides need in a different way and, and talking with them and kind of going through every vendor's expertise and, and what they offer and, and really events from their perspective. Exactly. And you know what's interesting is you talked a little
0: bit about the pandemic mm-hmm. and how it made
1: you start rethinking your business and your expertise. And what was important to me.
0: Correct. And so what happened with me and how I'm sitting here talking to all of you out there (laughs) is I just, I just wanted to get information out there. And to help, just to help. That was it. And I was just like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And I've talked about this a few times on the show, but literally, i've sent a i don't know 2am text to our co-host and producer dan and i was like i have an idea and literally just in Dan's fashion he's like i can make this happen (laughs) (laughs) and like
1: here we are two years later and i am just so and wonderful things have come from this um you know talking with brides that have listened to your um, podcasts and talking with actually I've had a few um, mother of the brides contact me and say hey I heard your episode um, on Sarah Zorella's podcast and you know everything you said I just wanted to talk with you and get you know um, your suggestions on where we should start right now and it was just it was really great to be able to provide them even just a, I know we, we talked about a lot of different things during that podcast but um, I think that really helped them um, You know, and and all of the other podcasts that you have, um, you know, uploaded and and provided on your.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that I am just so happy and honored that this is helping so many of you out there. And with that said, though, I'm going to keep doing this because you guys are going to (laughs) keep listening. But I would love to know from you. Because we talked a little bit about the pandemic started to make people think differently Mm. or want to do different things. What is your thoughts now with, because we talked literally in the
1: pandemic last time. What's your thoughts about (laughs) (laughs)
0: post-COVID?
1: Well, I think um, there's some. There's some positive things that came out of COVID for sure. I, I think it took us a little while to really, I had to really think about that because it turned our world upside down in the way that we had to do business and, and kind of um, pivoted to to make, um, you know, as far as a planner goes, um, you know, we had to pivot and and change and, and be very creative with what... Um, we could do with the restrictions. But what I found, um, you know, during COVID and what's been, I think, the positive uh, things that have come from the pandemic is that, you know, brides and grooms are more, um, you know, focused on, instead of providing this big celebration and it's about this party and, you know, it's more about love and the family and the closeness. Um, So the, I think they're, The mindset of having a wedding and and a celebration has changed a little bit of what's important to them.
0: It's interesting that you say that because, and I think what you mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it doesn't matter the size. I mean, whether it's a five-person wedding or a 500-person wedding, we are seeing larger and smaller weddings, but you're right. It's the mindset Mm -hmm. going in
1: there. Mm -hmm. And what it comes down to are the people that they love and having them surrounded instead of this, you know, Empty it, celebration. It, yes, yes, absolutely.
0: It's interesting. I always say it's interesting.
1: I hate that, and I mm-hmm. say um. So yeah. Well, that's I, okay.
0: I, with the interesting, um, it's our favorite words. Here we go, <laughs> people. <laughs> Katie, you really brought up something unique in saying that there is positives with the pandemic because it really is. I, I have to say, I do not ever want to go back to the pandemic years. And for our listeners, this show is definitely not going to be about pandemic. No. I just wanted to touch <laughs> upon that for We definitely a don't want no. to. We,
1: we have a little PTSD from there. I'm, I'm sure I can speak for all vendors uh, on that front. But with
0: that said, it's interesting because I, looking back at that world, because it was just a very, I couldn't even believe that that was our world and our life. I would never want to go back to those years, but I have to say it was the most unique years because as a photographer, I was photographing some of the most unique and inspiring weddings Mm -hmm. that I've ever photographed in my 21 years. Granted, I don't ever want to go back to that time, but I wish at at the moment I was appreciating it more because I... Obviously, we were just all a little bit high anxiety and stressed. but in general, and we really didn't have the time to do. No. that.
1: So um, it was a lot different for us when we when you go and plan for a year, almost two years with these couple or when you're on site shooting. We're so focused on getting the product going and, and we had to go to the next. We We didn't have time to really sit back and enjoy. And that was one of the things that I found sitting back and enjoying what we created during that day. Um, which really filled our hearts um, up with love, because that's why we do what we do. We were right on to the next, right on to the next, not by any choice of our own, just the way that the schedules had fa- fallen, or you know, um, the back-to-back events that we were kind of thrown into. So we didn't have time, or or really be able to enjoy that. Which kind of, for me, it took away that happiness that I had. You know, not being able to be be really um, present in that moment because I was thinking of. Uh, you know, the next event uh, that was the following week, which normally, you know, I don't do back-to-back events, so it was it it was just I didn't feel like my couples really had me present, and that was really sad for me.
0: And that's the thing; it's we were all in triage mode, mm, I think and so, and yeah. I just but you know what was interesting and the positives of that is what we did learn, right, is that you cannot stop love. Mm -hmm. So literally, we had the state telling us that you could not do
1: X, Y, and Z. And people were not telling us and us figuring it out on our (laughs) own. (laughs) But
0: people were finding ways to get married. And they were finding ways to celebrate in the capacity they could. So, you know, I literally thought that that was going to be the end of my career. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is that, What I produce and what I put out in that world, you can't stop. Like you can't, you you, a pandemic can't stop it. The state can't stop it. The laws can't stop it. But here's the thing. With that said, fast forward now to close to two years later, there has been a shift in the wedding industry. I've seen certain traditions fade out, certain traditions come in, things changed a little bit and like i said that's a whole other topic for another day but i just kind of wanted to just get your thoughts a little bit and it sounds like a lot has changed for you and there's a lot of positiveness that came from covid when you see with your couples and Mm -hmm. they have you
1: now present yes absolutely um i i do notice um one of the positive things which i love um because i always love you know Creating something different for each couple that really speaks to their personalities and and what they want to do. And I was hearing, you know, what's what's acceptable? What should we do here? And and what's the traditional way of doing things? Well, traditional went out the window three years ago um, because we had to kind of figure out different ways to to execute and create weddings that um, you know weren't really what they were envisioning but ultimately ended up being everything that they wanted. so um, which I find really wonderful. Um, I think that uh, you know the the white dresses um, the wedding gowns, you know I'm finding more brides being creative with their with their color, um, Bridal gowns. So I, I feel that um, also the locations um, and and the areas that they're choosing or, or considering getting married, whether that's a rest a full buyout restaurant um, and making that a venue because it's smaller and their guest count smaller because they originally started with maybe a 300 guest count, but then they really you know, honed it back a little bit and wanted a very uh, intimate ceremony, Um, private homes versus venues, Um, you know, utilizing the beautiful properties that they have um, access to uh, and making it very uh, personal that way instead of maybe working um, or, or getting married at a private home. I mean, a venue location.
0: It's interesting that you say that because getting married at a private location has been popular, but you are right it's there is a burst and i find that sometimes that is areas where a wedding planner and coordinator
1: is needed absolutely Yeah, there's a lot. um, There's a big difference between um, venues and private properties when when you're planning a wedding. And if you're kind of on the edge about which, which is best for you, this is definitely a great podcast for you to listen to. um, Because I'm gonna, you know, I think it's good for me to touch on some points during during this um, interview about what's the difference between venues versus private homes? What um, is, you know, um, different vendors you didn't think you needed and uh, things that are included that's not included with a private home property. So, um, you know, let's start off with, you know, venues versus private homes. You know, when you're looking at venues, you have the building, the structure. Um, you know, when you're at a private home and, and thinking of doing a backyard wedding, you have to bring in a tent and think of you know rain backup plans, which the venues usually have the rain backup plans as an option. You have to kind of think of both of you know a, a venue versus maybe your pri- a private property or your private home. You you know you have to think about the rain backup plan, which a lot of venues have a rain backup plan in place. Um, But private homes, that might be an additional tent you have to think about. So instead of one tent, you might need two. Um, So that's something that um, is is important to think about.
0: Basically, from what I'm thinking, the best way of saying it is a venue you have – a structure and you have
1: your options
0: mm-hmm. where a private home it's like a blank slate mm-hmm. and you have to just
1: create it yes
0: so let's get you right. make a
1: five-star venue um in your back uh, in your it. backyard yeah. with the help of you no. yeah. <laughs>
0: But, all right, so let's start. Tell us a little bit about the difference of on-site versus off-site locations. Okay. Or venues and private homes. Just give it to me.
1: Tell me the difference. So, um, with venues, when you're going to look at venues, you know, you're you're typically um, signing a contract that the venues um, provide um, to you that... You know, you have a food and beverage minimum and a site fee. Um, versus a private home, you don't have a food and beverage minimum or a site fee. That's your private home or property. Um, That's the, interesting.
0: Would that? But but sometimes I would assume the caterer would come with a minimum. Or no? Are no, the caterer
1: doesn't have a minimum. Oh, so it's okay. actually based on guest count and and your choices. So um, your the food and beverage. "Quote unquote minimum that the caterers would say is really the the food selections and the bar selections that you make. It's not a minimum. It's just your guest count and how much that would be.
0: Interesting. Okay. So right off the bat, you're working with a completely different budget structure.
1: Correct. Yes. It doesn't mean it's any less because obviously that's up to the, the couples and it's your perf- personal preference with what you choose. So it can... Get a little pricey up there if you wanted to have raw bar and everything that you need for, you know, to, to have a New England style wedding and things that are important to you. But, yes, there's there's not a food and beverage minimum, per se, for, for caterers. So that's something, I think, to keep in mind. That's important. Um, you know, when you're booking a venue versus private home, the timing. You know, you're signing a contract typically for five hours, five and a half hours at a venue and um, a private home. You have an unlimited uh, time frame. However, when you're working with a venue, um, you can extend the time um, because they already have their the liquor licenses um, included that they can serve alcohol up until 1 in the morning. Say your event ends at 10, 30, or 11, you're contracted in for, if you want to extend additional two hours, you can. The entertainment can continue as well as, you know, the food and beverage can continue. At a private property, you kind of run into the... Um, you know a a couple of challenges with you know having to get permits from the town making sure the sound ordinance um, permits um, allows you to play until a certain certain time and usually from what my experience is it's usually 10 or 11 o'clock it never goes past 11 o'clock as in a venue would um, be able to obviously extend much much later with with entertainment because there's not a sound ordinance having to follow
0: that makes sense so you're constricted with the geographic area of what the laws and the rules are for your location based on, like you said, entertainment Mm -hmm. and, you know, how loud your entertainment can be versus where the venues, again, they carry more of – I mean, like you said, they they carry more of the liquor license where you can be a little bit more creative on site. But again, I mean, at least where we are, geographically, mm-hmm. I can only speak about that, is I want to say liquor licenses are, what, five hours straight? <clears throat>
1: yes, five hours.
0: Yeah, so if you're – but if you are at a venue that has, serves food or restaurant, it extends, right? It extends, right? yep. So caterers
1: that you would have to have on site for a private home event, um, they only have a five-hour serving license. They, they, that can't be extended. So, um, you know, you can maybe extend the entertainment until when the town says you, – you, you couldn't, know, you, but you, you can't, can't serve booze. But you can't serve alcohol, right. which – then, you know. The, <laughs> but you know what? So like we think me, of ways think, just to make to it that. work. I mean, we have little secrets and tidbits that, that we, we manage to make that work. But the caterers are, are locked into having to um, follow their their licenses.
0: And, that, and you literally took the words out of my mouth. And that's why working with an event coordinator can help you. But just kind of throwing one little nugget out there. I know for me, I got married at a private location, a private home. And there's interesting ways to work with making the party go without Mm -hmm. having the liquor (laughs) being served. For me, one of them was the bar shut down a half an hour before the reception, well, my my party ended. Mm -hmm. And then we still had an extra half an hour to have fun and dance and just give water (laughs) to everybody. And then we continued at a different location on the property for a bonfire after party. Yeah, yeah. Now it rained, so that did not happen. But that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's ways around that, and obviously someone can contact you and you can kind of go over mm-hmm. that. But like, yeah, you there's said, been a few
1: um, private homes that wanted to have um, past champagne or specialty cocktails as guests arrive. Um, And I wasn't able to provide that through the caterer. So I actually brought on my own teams that were um, TIP certified, that were legal, um, you know, able to serve the guests. And you're at a private home, so there's ways to kind of go around that so that they would be able to have that option and stay within the caterer's um, five-hour liquor license. Correct.
0: Because – you know, ultimately, everything has to be done appropriately and legally. But like you said, ultimately, at least in this geographic location, Decatur has a five hour consecutive Liquor license where the venues might have a little bit more flexibility, mm-hmm. but there's ways to go about it and work around it. And that, my friend, is a whole other episode, but they can just contact <laughs> yes, you. It so one of the things is, like you said, a little bit of a different structure of the time and how long you can serve liquor. What's right. another difference?
1: Um, thinking about venues versus private properties, the location um, and when I say location, I mean, you know, um, if you're working with a venue, typically there's hotels, um, that are close by. It's easy to grab an Uber, um, to the venue location when you're at a private property, depending on how far away that is from hotels. Um, and you know, let's use in this area, Little Compton, they have beautiful private homes. Um, a lot of people that have, um, homes in Little Compton are, are right on the water. Um, However, you run into the challenge of where are those hotel room blocks going to be for your guests? How long is it going to take to um, have the guests uh, transported to the venues? And then we're looking at transportation as well. Um, So I think, you know, uh, just something to consider when you're thinking of a private home versus a venue is the hotel's That are nearby where your guests would be able to stay thinking about how long um of a trip that is for your guests because we we don't want guests being on a a bus or or a trolley for you know an hour to get to a a private property location i mean it certainly can be done but we want it to be as smooth and as enjoyable as possible um to to you know um be able to have guests uh, join you on your celebration and I just think that's an important thing to consider when you're thinking of venue versus your private home is where that location is and what's around that um, that your guests will be able to enjoy and that's everything from you know hotel accommodations to maybe restaurants that they can go and check out while they're you know they arrive into town if we don't have um, you know other events lined up for them.
0: Do Katie's we're going to take a quick break and then when we get back I really want to start talking a little bit more about the logistics and the cost differences and the pros and cons of both a venue versus a private home planning your wedding I appreciate you being here and hey if you like what you're hearing I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com, and don't forget you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. So right before the break, we talked with Katie a little bit about how life in the wedding industry is different post the pandemic. And then we got into a little bit about what the difference is about having your event and wedding at a venue versus a private home. And we ended with the logistics. So Katie, talk to me a little bit about the logistics and the differences with having your event at a venue versus a private home.
1: So the logistics portion, um, it's, it's night and day. So venues, again, you have everything Um, on-site for you at venues. Um, I actually like to say an on-site versus off-site venue. Um, There's there's two different styles. So you have venues that have the culinary team, um, the tables and chairs available, some linens included in your packages. You have the building, the structure, um, everything that you possibly need um, at a venue. Um, An off-site premises location could very well be a building that you bring your caterer in. So it would be like a private home, but the the structure's already there. It's not at your private house. Um, And then you would be bringing in the caterer, um, tables and chairs, um, all of the uh, rentals needed, um, but you still have that building. But the caterers is involved versus a uh, on-site premises where everything's included, meaning food and beverage. And then private home is, like you said from before, starting from a blank slate. So um you Know with private homes, you need you want me to go through the list of yeah. possibly everything you you could well, whatever possibly you need. I think the
0: listeners would really benefit from understanding. Yeah, you know? so
1: um, you would need obviously a tent, um, and with the tent, with logistics wise, um, you have dig safe come out and make sure that um, they're not hitting any of your piping or um. You know, anything in the yard that's in ground, you have dig safe come out and, and make sure that the tent can be placed in the area that you're thinking. Um, you have to bring everything in um, through rental companies. So you have your tables, your chairs, your upgraded linens, um, flatware, glassware, uh, bars, lounge seating, um, transportation. You have restrooms that need to be um, brought in. The, um, you know... Uh, it depends on, you know, thinking about parking. Um, if you're going to provide transportation or if you're not, is there enough parking available? P- possibly valet, um, golf carts, depending on how large the property is, being able to get, you know, older guests that may not be able to walk down to the ceremony location. Um, there's a lot of different things, I think, involved with, with property um, logistics. Also, a big thing is load-in, load-out time. Um, I think, for private properties, which a lot of couples, um, and and as far as planners, or when you're hiring a DOC at a private property, load in and load out are very important to me. Um, that, mean, that meaning like the tent, if you're getting married on a Saturday or a Friday, typically the tent's set up Wednesday or Thursday. Um, you need somebody on on site watching what's happening, understanding the location and and what you're expecting as the couple. You don't want to be there. There's so many things going on that day, um, or that week, I should should say, where you don't want to be at your house. You want to be able to go get your nails done and get a massage and spend time with the family and members and friends that have traveled far and wide to to come and spend that weekend with you. Um, it's important for me to be on site during vendor load-ins and load-outs because it's just the respect of the property, making sure nothing happens. Everything going is going in the right location. And that can be a two to three day Process, um, which is unlike a venue, which usually is done in one day, um, and it's the same thing with loadout. That's usually a two to three day process with vendors loading out um, of all of their equipment, their their rental items, and and me being on site watching that, making sure that that happens and is done correctly with respecting your your property and space um, is really important to me too.
0: I was going to say, you know, there is something to be said about someone who's listening right now they might be like wow i feel really overwhelmed because you just listed a lot of different moving parts yeah for a private home or a private location where the venue already has this already figured out right Mm -hmm. so you just show up and the venue gives you some choices but the pro of having a unique situation happening at a private home is like you said it's an empty slate right mm-hmm. but for somebody who doesn't do this every day this is very overwhelming so that's a lot of times why i do see event planners at the private homes at least the ones that i oh work yeah in.
1: absolutely it,
0: it's kind of goes hand in hand it's so
1: important uh, even you know when i first walk on property i my background is obviously like i had said before in one of the earlier podcasts that i was in um I have a strong background in logistics and operations. So when I first walk on site, um, I look at it from not only the couple's perspective and, and the family and what they want to basically have and in, in, in envision for their day. I walk on as a guest as well from the moment they walk off um, of the transportation and walk through where the ceremony location may be over to cocktail hour, over into the tent for reception. I look at all of the, you know, uh, Things that I see that may not be necessarily a good idea for them because I see a different way that we could do it where their experience is much better, the flow is much better for not only their guests and them, but also the vendors that are on site as well, making it as easy as possible for caterers, explaining to them why something may work versus why something may not work and why you shouldn't put, you know, uh, a bonfire in this location um, instead of, you know, where the cocktail hour was. So I think just kind of going through that and, and talking through the property setup and the layout and what works best for you um, planners that have worked at private properties before, they have a really good understanding on, on what works best.
0: Exactly, because for, for us, right, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a planner, but I have been to weddings after weddings after weddings every weekend at different locations we have the experience we've seen, right, where for someone who's planning a wedding, it, they have this vision, and sometimes they just need help executing the logistics because they're not thinking of all the logistics. Mm-hmm. And so I think, in essence, you don't need to, per se, have a planner or a, a caterer who has worked on your property. Sometimes they haven't. Sometimes they oh, have Oh, no, sometimes we've worked there's... all over
1: the place. Exactly. Yeah, every property, um, you know, I think events planned at private homes, it's just like at a venue, it's just we're creating that venue at your home.
0: But that, like you said, there are logistics and things that a couple has not thought about. Like they mm-hmm. might think, for example, you know, I would like to have an after party with a bonfire. But then there's logistics of like, who's setting that up? And where like, where's it going to be? Where's the best location,
1: the The restroom location, they could say, Oh, let's put it in on the left side of the property. Well, the left side of the property is where the ceremony is going to be. And the last thing we want to hear is flushing of the toilets <laughs> during a ceremony, during a ceremony, uh, you know, when that's happening. And there's, there's, P- perfect places for everything and that's why I think you need professionals on site to make sure that it's perfect. I mean each, whether you're with, uh, working with a venue or you are dis- you decided to have your wedding at a private home um, you know there's a lot of costs that are involved and you want everything to be perfect so to have a planner on site that are, is walking with you and, and knows you know the best option for you and your guests and what the experience will be is important.
0: Most of the venues, well, obviously all the venues, they have an event or a venue coordinator. Mm -hmm. That venue coordinator knows that property. Mm -hmm. It's been trained, works there. So they can answer these questions. When you're going on a private location, you don't have that coordinator. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have the caterer who understands the logistics of what they need, Mm -hmm. but the overall vision. So I really do believe it's very important to bring in a... Event coordinator, but here's a deal, right Someone who's listening might be like, okay, that's great and all Sarah. glad that you and Katie are saying that, but they're just seeing dollar signs
1: mm-hmm.
0: because there's an expense there yes Talk there's to me an expense
1: yeah well there's an expense all around um, with private properties because like I said, the time you can be a little more flexible with time and extend, but that also affects Transportation, your photographer time, um, videographer, the entertainment for bands. Bands only book for four hours at a time. So if you're extending or wanting to have a very large, long celebration because it's at your home, all of these there are additional costs in every vendor category that goes along with that extension over five hours.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you though, for me, am I? I I'm only speaking from you know right mm-hmm. now from my personal situation because I did get married at a private location. And I did have a Was another- it your
1: house? Was yeah. it your house? <laughs> yes. Well, at the time it wasn't my house. Okay.
0: It was it was at my at my parents. Did
1: you feel over like show. when you started planning were you like wow this is a little bit more than so I it's interesting you say that because I knew right
0: off the bat being in the industry that anytime you go off site at a you
1: need help. You just need help.
0: <laughs> I don't even, so if someone like myself who has literally been through every step 21 years doing this like mm-hmm. and a photographer who's on site I've seen it all. Like I knew very well that even though logistically I could could get myself to from start to finish I needed someone to execute that and even then there was some things that logistically I didn't think about because we're all not all present I mean I was enjoying my engagement mm-hmm. so I knew no questions asked whether how big or how small my wedding was going to be it was a, a smaller event but what I'm saying is even if it went to a bigger event I knew I needed and so I had an event coordinator with me and, and who executed I mean everything from even the day before mm-hmm. I I had a welcome get together for for my guests coming in town but there was just small little things that they had to do so i already knew i needed that Mm -hmm. but i can tell you when i went through that process i i knew enough to set money aside for the event coordinator but here's the deal i also learned very quickly that that coordinator saved me in a lot of areas Mm -hmm. too paid for Herself. Her services. Her services. That's what I
1: find with mm-hmm. uh, with whatever package you choose or if you decide to work with a planner, whether it's, you know, uh, a planning coach or a DOC or a full year planner. We ultimately uh, I mean, our goal is to listen to the couple. Um really understand what their vision is, provide that to them. Um, but also I'm, I'm a stickler. It, it doesn't matter if they say they have an unlimited budget or they have, you know, a certain cost that they want to stay between. I am I am focused on numbers and, and because I, I know what's out there and I know the perfect vendors for them that can save them, um, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if let's say a photographer is, you know, anywhere typically between, let's say, 6,500 all the way to 15,000 if I talk with a couple and I know what's important to them. And I mean, we have unlimited resources and contacts uh, that I would be able to provide them perfect fits for them within their budget. That doesn't mean that they're getting less of a product or less of a service. It means it's a perfect fit. It's exactly the photographer style that you like. Um, So I think, you know, having a planner be involved with the booking of the vendors, you know, being on site, doing walkthroughs, as many walkthroughs as possible, or as many walkthroughs, honestly, as the couple feels like they need um, to make them feel comfortable is uh, – yeah, we ultimately end up paying for our cost in, in – uh, no matter what package, I think, we you choose.
0: And that's the thing, though, like you said. So everybody has – a budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it be like a very high budget mm-hmm. or a very low... Like you said, though... They have an idea. They have an idea. So, there, are like, We just talked to photography, for instance. Like, there is a wide range for photographers. However... Just because you have a certain budget set aside, you might need to spend more or less because you need to achieve what you want to get out of that per- mm-hmm. that service. However, then you can then save it on another in a, in another. In different
1: area. areas, absolutely, which is what we go through. Right. I mean, at least what I go through. Mm-hmm. I start with an estimated budget, and I go line by line through vendors. I find out what's the most important to them and what's not um, and, and kind of explain the process as they go. Um,
0: and, and that's the thing, though. Is the other thing I was going to say is at least for me – and looking at the logistics of a private off-site, out-of-the-box wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're having it and hosted at a different location, it's. I, I, I just think it's very important to have an event coordinator with you. There's just way too many things that that actually... The, your venue, if you had it at a venue, is taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying them for. Mm-hmm. And your caterer will be also taking care of a lot of things. But they ultimately are in charge of the execution the of the beverage. food and
1: beverage. Correct.
0: So it's just really important to think about that. I mean, you just said it right there. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I sure did, is that, like, you know, you're getting married and you think this is a perfect place to stick your bathrooms. But what you didn't think about is the flushing or the door opening and closing to your bathroom. The sound
1: of the water. I mean, (laughs) I pay attention to every single detail, um, which, you know, um, is important and you want it to be executed flawlessly. So, um,
0: yeah. I mean, so even though you have this blank slate and you could do all these things, and no matter what size, there is logistics that go into that, and that also does, you know, come with. Do you want to handle that, or do you want to outsource that? And if you outsource it, it does come at a price tag. Like I said, for for my situation, I knew it came at a price tag, but I, what I did learn through the process is that price tag ended up saving itself. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it paid for itself.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I oftentimes um, talk with. Um potential couples on the phone that reach out to me and they talk about, you know, sometimes they weren't expecting how much it costs or Mm -hmm. how much, you know, a DOC would cost or a full year planner would cost or what private property would cost because it is different. There's a lot more work involved. Um, But I always like to say, uh, you know, if if they are working with a band, You know, you're you're booking a band. Bands are between seventy five hundred all the way up to if they're coming out of New York City, all the way up to thirty eight thousand. Some bands, obviously Boston, you're looking at under 15, but like between 65 and 15,000. And you sign a contract and don't talk with them until about a month out from your wedding date. And they come on site, play for four hours and leave planners day of coordinators even we spend so much time months and months um, at, uh, years planning with you um, for ultimately the same price and we save you money along the way where they're executing day of you don't have to worry about a thing and I think it's uh, really seeing the value in that it's also to I just
0: feel it's very important to get if you are going to have a coordinator regardless if you're getting married at a venue or off-site right mm-hmm. you have to find a coordinator that is specializes in those those are two mm-hmm. very different things very very different things for me I see it both right mm-hmm. but it's very different to have an on-site and I'm not saying they can't overlap but it's on site coordinator at a venue mm-hmm. where they having weddings every weekend or every It's other a well-oiled machine,
1: right? Right. So as planners um, working at venues, I mean, I love working at venues. That's nothing. I, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be working at venues and um, I love certain venues, which I can't say over uh, over this podcast because I don't want to be. <laughs> but I have my favorite locations. But, but the thing um, is,
0: you're going to work differently at those locations because your I role would at, is different. Yeah,
1: yep. as my role. My role is different. Um, it still doesn't change the fact that we attend um, meetings 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 that the event coordinators or event specialists at venues do. um, We, you know, create vision boards and timelines and, um, you know, we're there making sure that all vendors are communicating with each other, um, which is really important to make a smooth morning and not have a stressful, you know, morning prep time. Uh, creating timelines for transportation, hair and makeup, um, what that morning looks like to ensure you, ha- you know, sorry, we've worked together before where, you know, we're steaming dresses first thing in the morning. We get there at 7, 8 a.m. and have detail shots ready for you, everything so that you're able to walk in and actually do your job Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, corralling everybody together and, 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 you know, I think it's important being able to, the vendors being able to step on site during that wedding day and providing the service that they're hired for, um, versus, you know, having to, having to do it all and not being able to really fully focus on your craft and your specialty.
0: I think it's also too, I mean you got to think a little bit about what ultimately are you trying to achieve and what do you want responsibility for and what do you want to outsource and what I mean by that is if you're a listener and whether <clears throat> a family member is getting married or you're the one that's getting married ultimately if you decide that you are trying to figure out if on a venue or off-site is for you right and let's just go with the off-site right what are you willing to take on and what are you willing to like give out right as a bride that actually got married off-site i can tell you i can do all the planning in the world and i actually didn't need my event coordinator to do mood boards because i did it you know? yeah I, yep. I mean because i you know a little bit more of a niche you know i'm in the industry i Planned all my vendors. I did all that. But you know what I needed? I needed the execution. Mm-hmm. I needed the load in. I needed the load out. I needed the logistics. I needed her to help me with that. Because honestly, as soon as my weekend started, Property I wanted- Property diagrams. Yes.
1: Where the vendors are going to be located. Yep.
0: As, as soon as my, mm-hmm. my, my event started, I didn't want to even think about it. She handled it all. I mean, everything from like, listen, I did it all do yourself stuff. Like I, w- I got married in the year, like, you know, a few years ago where like signs were like really important for everything. Like I was telling people like that's dessert. Like,
1: like, like no kidding. So that right? is a key lime pie. <laughs> that's a key lime pie. And this is a guest book. <laughs> yeah, Please sign my guest right. book This I is did a gift it. card holder. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I did it. Right. And, but who was going to put all those out? Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a caterer and that was a fantastic caterer and I had a. The event coordinator for the caterer, but there was other logistics, right? Mm-hmm. So I I knew enough to hand that over to her. So I think if you can be tell me a little bit about where does someone start with talking to you before we get into our wrap up question. I kind of want to touch upon where does someone even start. Like I know where I needed to start, right? But like if you decide that having an off site wedding is for you, where do you even start? I
1: still uh, strongly. Feel that they should call a wedding planner that's in their area. Um, no matter where you're getting married, I think calling and talking to a few wedding planners, and a few, um, everybody's different, everybody has different personalities, um, and there's, you know, a lid lid for every pot they say um and that's definitely true you want to make sure that you're you're getting as much information as possible and and making your decision after that because i think planners when i certainly get on the phone with somebody and they're talking to me about a private home i i start talking about you know logistics and what they need help with and what does the property look like and i'll jump on google maps and we'll talk about the property looking down and i can already see maybe what the best location is for a tent and and that depends on if there's even you know, a slight like, dig slant and all of yeah, that. Yeah, slight, like s- slight slant in 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 their property. And if it's a flat surface versus how we would make it flat by bringing in a, a full floor for the tent kind of thing. There's just there's so many different things to talk about. And after I I speak with a couple, I can kind of get a sense of what they're looking for and what they need, and then I can guide them to the next. Direction, whether they're working with me or decide to work with a different planner, absolutely okay. It's the nature of the business, but I think talking to planners and, and getting an idea of what they think um, they need or they should be thinking about for private homes is always a good idea.
0: I bet you, Katie, like I'm only laughing, and don't hate me right now. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of a thousand. Like, different like, funny I things bet that you, like, happened. I bet you, like, for example, right, like you just Literally, more nuggets right there. Like, more, like, you're like, you got to think about a tent, and, and this is a slope. And this, <laughs> I mean, this, but sorry. So I bet you, like, these Not people call you, right? everybody. I was about to say that. I bet you people call you and be like, okay. They're, like, one of the few event planners that you're going to talk to. And all of a sudden, they get off the phone, and they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't think of all of these
1: things. I only touch on a, a few things <laughs> during the call and then I would obviously you know send them an email with with packages that I offer and maybe get a little more in depth in my email of things that I want them to consider so that I don't overwhelm the couple because off-site locations and private home locations there is a lot that goes in, uh, into it you know I, I don't know if I mentioned the electricians um, you know doing private homes at venues have everything you need the the bands just plug in they might have a stage already and private Homes, I I find that you know we need we need party panels um, installed and electricians on site and and things that you, you just don't think about and that that you need that ultimately could really affect your big day if if the power goes out.
0: Right, and that's the thing. Like, as all joking aside, I was th- saying because that's th- I really do believe that that's step one. Call different planners because you will learn. I mean, just by listening to this podcast, but even if you didn't drop all that the first call. And, <laughs> Honestly you should because these th- that's the reality. Yeah. It's like the reality is you could get married at a location, right? Even if it's even if it's not a private home, but it's a location mm-hmm. that People use, but they don't use it maybe for weddings, and that's what makes it different. they People don't realize that the logistics, like there's power surges, mm-hmm. like there's only so much power that can be plugged in. So you have the caterer, you have the caterer tent, you have Rest the rooms. bands, restroom. Mm-hmm. There's so much logistics that do you want to deal with that, or do you just want you to deal? And with you it?
1: have to think <laughs> about the wires running. Where are the wires running? Are they going to be covered, or are guests going to have to jump? Over? I mean, there's just you just want it to be perfect. You want to take your property and build a five-star venue. For your day mm-hmm. um, and and doing that y- you need professionals um, to help yeah I mean that's really what c- comes down to yeah
0: so Katie I feel like I keep going back to my own wedding and I'm so sorry for the <laughs> listeners and you but you know what It's just it's relatable for yeah, me, right yeah, absolutely and so I can remember on my wedding day <laughs> it, it just it's a faint memory because I didn't have to deal with it right we had an outside ceremony and then we moved into the tent but there was rain that came in, mm-hmm. and I—good re- old New England. Oh yeah, you like that? And I remember distinctly looking over and seeing the chairs in the field where my husband and I got married, mm-hmm. and then going in the tent, sitting at the sweetheart table, and then looking over and they were gone. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. And I just moved on, right? But talk to me about that because this is
1: funny you should bring this (laughs) up because I had um, actually this past season I was working with an amazing family Um, they had a beautiful home uh, right on the water um, in 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 uh, Saunders town uh, Rhode Island and I was executing the rehearsal dinner. Um, we it called for a beautiful weekend. There was no rain in the forecast whatsoever. We actually released the tent two days prior um, for the rain backup for the ceremony location. It was going to be absolutely beautiful, 85 degrees, sunny. Um, and at the rehearsal dinner, I was looking up at the sky and I started seeing dark clouds come in. Um, and as I was driving home, it it was apparent that there were there was lightning flashes it hadn't started raining yet but in my head i had already preset 180 uh ceremony chairs um, with the cushions on Um, it was all ready to go for the next day which was the wedding day Um, and as i was driving i knew the couple um, was enjoying their rehearsal dinner and i just decided to start heading over to their home because i just had a really bad feeling with what i was seeing in the sky and i got there in about 10 minutes, I had about 10 minutes before the sky opened up, and I moved 180 ceremony chairs into their tent. Um, I picked up all of the florist uh, boxes that were in, like these, they have boxes that have the candles and all of their items. I lifted those up, put them on tables. I took all of the chair um, coverings and lined up the uh, the stage and the dance floor so because it was a kind of on a pitch the dance floor so the water was starting to fall down um and, and, and go into not the best directions but i i went and moved everything that was needed and i think that if there was wasn't somebody there or a planner or somebody there even taking special care of that and noticing that and seeing and foreseeing that being an issue that would have been a very uh tough morning uh, to to come back from so
0: absolutely you saved the day behind the scenes yeah it's
1: always behind the scenes In that
0: situation they weren't even getting married yet no and the
1: mom told me the next day she goes we came home we were so nervous we saw it start raining and she goes you know i don't want to worry about anything we'll deal with it when we got home and when they pulled in the driveway they looked outside and said katie was here and I was See? like, absolutely, I was. Yep, that was me.
0: It's funny you say that because with the, with the example I was giving you of my own wedding, the re- so what happened is my event coordinator called in the trucks to remove the chairs. I mean, we already got done getting married, but the reason why is because she knew, because she knows the players that she's dealing with, mm-hmm. that my father would have been livid if, like, the next day – it was raining, and the, the cushions
1: would have been wet. The, everything, yep.
0: The, but also, too, the truck would have had to came on the lawn on wet grass, mm-hmm. right, and just completely would have destroyed the grass, Absolutely. right. So she's like, "We're getting that out of the way." But also, too, for my rentals, I didn't, didn't want to damage the rentals, you know. Mm-hmm. So they, and therefore, I didn't have to deal with like damage fees. Right. They got the chairs out of there.
1: And I would have, I mean, we had a great vendor team for that, that wedding. Um, I could have easily have called and asked for help, but it was also a Friday. And I knew everybody was working an event. And I had just finished uh, their rehearsal dinner and I had time. So, uh, you know, and, and every couple is so important to me. And if that means I have to go above and beyond 15,000 times to make sure that their event is, is absolutely perfect and beautiful and for them not to worry about a thing, that's, that's my job. You saved the day. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, it's time for our wrap-up question. Okay. What are some key points that couples should be considering when having an off-site wedding at a private location to ensure that their wedding day is a perfect event?
1: Absolutely thinking about the property layout and the logistics aspect of the load in and load out for sure um, because that's just it's it, it, there's so much that goes into that um, I would say the second thing would be to consider all of the vendors and off-site um, you know items that have to be brought into your property and and what that entails and the third thing would probably be, you know, wouldn't probably, I think I would move that up to the top, but it would be hiring an event planner really to execute and um, to walk you through, um, you know, the, your wedding um, and making sure it's it's perfect and everything it has been thought of, thought of thoroughly um, so that you have and your family and friends have a an, an amazing experience on such a special day love it. And I love having you on again. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I'm s- excited to start this new chapter for me as well. So um, yeah. I know, and
0: I'm, he- I'm so happy I was here that when you kicked it off. And what we're going to have to do is have you on in another two years. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> like, that's what we're going to do. And see what we're doing then. I'll be writing a
1: book by then, <laughs> going off of your podcast. But yeah, um, I, I, I'm excited and um, looking forward to the future.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on
1: this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled.
0: You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you?
1: Absolutely. Um, So you can look at Katie Ryan Events um, at www.katieryanevents.com. Also, I am listed on WeddingWire. If you want to take a few peeks at uh, reviews from past clients and couples um, and ask Sarah. If if you need to get in touch with me, reach out to Sarah Zarella and she'll give you my information. <laughs> well, that's what I'll do. For
0: our listeners, what I'm going to have is I'm going to have Katie's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website
1: at com backslash podcast. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I, I do hope I helped everybody uh, at least a little bit. I know it's a lot of information, but there's a lot that goes into it. And um, I hope that I was able to Provide some information that, that's helpful to future couples getting married. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you overwhelmed me. Yeah, that's I, why I they think need I even overwhelmed myself. <laughs> I, I need my laptop in front of me at all No, time. but
0: that's No, but that's <laughs> the thing, Katie. That's why they need you. I mean, literally just sitting here and just listening to everything that you're going over, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarazorella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.